Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be Open and Authentic with Rohit. Today we have Shrikar Mothukuri with us. So, and, and we'll be talking about the topic that is very close to my heart and very I'm very passionate to talk about. And 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 today we are going to talk with the, you know the right person because and and you'll know it why. Right? So Shrikar is a sports fanatic and I say it in a very positive way and you will know it uh, you'll know the reason very soon. And uh, Shrikar is also an expert in in the field of sports and how to build a champion out of a child and and he's done a lot of research and he covered the journeys of a very successful athletes in india olympians uh, you know successful cricket players and, and many many players so today i'll be talking about you know his journey which is very interesting and we'll tap on to his knowledge on how to raise a champion and we'll be talking you know all things sports and uh, i am very curious to learn about his experience with you know um rafael nadal and and many many other stars that he has personally met so let's let's get started so firstly uh, thank you shrikar for uh, you know taking the time to talk to me on the show today um uh, it's a, it's such an honor to have you and kudos to all the work that you do in the field of sports and that too in india so i'm i'm blown away <laughs> with with your journey and we'll talk about it soon but yeah thanks for everything you do Thank you for the wonderful introduction, Rohit. Uh, it's sure. my pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, let's, cool. Let's Thank you, Anna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. sounds good. So, can you start with a little introduction on you know your journey in US and how you went to India? Just this brief introduction is good. Yeah, actually, I'm an what engineer you by profession. I'm an engineer by profession. I worked in the corporate yeah. world for 14 years. Then, during that point of time. Uh, even though i'm working in the corporate world and earning my good money i always felt that uh, i have to do something in sports even i go to work i'll be waiting for the evening to play tennis or i'll be waiting for the weekend to play cricket that's how my my schedule is always so one day i was discussing with one of my friend saying that uh, this is how i'm feeling even though everything is good i think i have to do something then we were discussing different things and based on my experience and my pain points i thought i should do something in sports and that's how dream about sports started yeah where we thought of uh, helping uh, aspiring sports parents with the information required in raising a champion nice and 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 you 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 are still doing dream about sports right yeah 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 so basically what is the growing up i always wanted to be a cricketer but due to lack of knowledge and guidance i could not yeah. pursue my passion even during those days there are not much career opportunities so yeah. parents never encouraged the children in sports i was true, very true. fanatic about sports by seeing my madness my parents put me in hostel in 6th 7th <laughs> and 8th that wow. they were little worried what this guy will become when he grows up because i was anyways last in the class the only thing i know was sports so they told me to complete my engineering so i did it and after my engineering i requested them like uh, can you give me one year i want to give it a shot otherwise i'll have that regret for my rest of my life so my family had a complete discussion with other members and all uh, i think he's done now he completed his engineering is asking till from 6th grade and we kept on pushing 10th 10th is crucial 12th is crucial and we made him complete the engineering now we're asking one year and uh, at last they agreed for it nice. then i played two day leagues in hyderabad and i was the captain of vijay hanuman team Oh, wow. so once i started playing those leagues i understood that uh, like we have 14 matches in a season 
and seven matches were washed out. Wow. So in that seven matches I played, I scored a hundred, couple of fifties, took few wickets, and me and Pregnant Oja debuted in the same match. He was, I was playing against him. He was sixteen year old and yeah. I was twenty one year old that time. Okay. So yeah. I played that season and I realized that the Hyderabad team did not change for the last ten years. It's the same. So I yeah. thought it's not going to be a one year affair. It's going to take time. So I told sure. my parents, ah, okay, thanks for giving me this opportunity. Now I'll do whatever you say. What? So that's how <laughs> my journey so far. Yeah, in sport. Wow. Okay, that's that's good to know, and I completely uh, uh, feel you because you know I was I had you know same aspirations, although I'm not so good at it, uh, which I realized later. Um, and then but and my brother is a very good player and in fact the funny part is my father you know wanted us to become cricketers ah, so he was I, like I, just just go and join an academy i don't care and whatever it is but on the other hand i was like you know our financial situation you know isn't stable in the sense that we are not there to take a risk on our you know careers so we had to take a step back and mm-hmm. then when we had that opportunity you know i asked my brother to if you want to give it a shot for like couple of years uh, then you know go ahead but we also realized you know it's bit after engineering it's a little later you know it's too late to become a champion right because you need to uh, you know you need to have that exposure background and you know you need to learn the technical skills at very early in the stage i think which which you you know which you have written a book on which we'll cover that later so but yeah i totally you know see and feel what what, what you're saying so and also i want to you know share one more interesting point you know about uh, you striker so yeah. if you remember uh, so i mean with, with this quote right you never know whom you are inspiring so just keep doing the great job right so when you started dream about sports i think it back in 2014 and 15 so 13, i think 2013 yeah, you started so, yeah that you started yeah. i learned about in like 2014 right. or 15 when i met you know yeah. one of the co-founder ashwin so i was just me you know i just met him as a mutual friend and cousin So uh-huh. I learned about dream about sports you know you, you were creating working on creating a social media platform for sports players and right. you know interviewing all these sportsters and all then I was you know I since me and a couple of my friends are very very much into the sports then we started thinking about you know we should be doing something similar in the sports because there is so much opportunity in India and mm-hmm. and you know that's close to our heart so we started building something and we, something called mindian sports uh, we started as mm-hmm. a blogging platform and then mm-hmm. we wanted to build a sports analytics app you know where we you know curate all the content or the data for the players and then build a profile for them so that it it's helpful for the future but yeah it it didn't pan out as as mm-hmm. expected that's a different conversation but yeah th- thanks for you know mm-hmm. being an inspiration for us you know very early in the stage Oh, thanks a lot. I never knew that uh, uh, I'm doing what I love, and uh, so many people. Uh, even I was surprised. Like when I started it, I always felt that uh, even if one player, uh, one one play, if uh, one parent can produce a champion by watching this content, uh, I'll be very happy. My dream will be fulfilled. I thought, but uh, that a number yeah, of testimonials I, mean... I got uh, after the content is produced, and so many people saying. Then I was yeah. surprised. Like uh, it's way bigger than what I thought. So yeah, it it is definitely. It it may not work out in what in the way we did that we expected, but you know somehow the other way it will have a lasting impact on people. So yeah, uh, it, that that's the best part of you know any any journey uh, in my opinion. So th- that being said, I want to you know take a step back and ask you this one more question uh, before we dive fully into the sports. 
So you said you were working in corporate America for 14 years. So that is something that many people only dream of, right? Gotcha. So even so, you worked in India and then moved to US, and then you know that is something that many people would dream of, right? Because that's a lot of bigger, big money, stable job for the most part, right. and and then you know just a very great lifestyle, right? So if right. you want to quit that lifestyle and try something in India, and particularly with respect to sports, because we love sports, but you know it's only one sport that we always talk about. I mean that's that's a different part of it. And there is no bigger money yet, you know, in Indian sports when it comes to, you know, kind of the work that, you know, we are, we wanted to yeah. do, right? Unless you yeah. are a bigger yeah. sports player, the money is very low. So what made you take the decision and, you know, how, what was your thought process? Because I'm sure, you know, your family, you, you had to get a, yeah. think of the future generations in the family and then, you, you know, yeah. your, your wife and kids, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to process and take that risk. So what was your thought process? Always, sports has always given me that high, uh, whether I watch or I play. So it's right. pure passion for the game. And uh, when I was working in US, I did not even immediately quit the job. Uh, I told Yashwin that uh, this is what I'm planning to sure. do. And this is, and suddenly so many people connected to my vision and wanted to help. Suddenly Yashwin friends came up that we will do something in India and all. So I was doing the job. I completely right. did not quit in 2013. I was doing my job. And Ashwin was, uh, we, we were discussing like whom to interview, what questions we have to prepare, how to approach them and all the process. And he used to go to different people and tell about our vision and they used to connect this to the story and they're ready to give the interview. That's how it started. Yes. And slowly we have to pay the employees also. Like if some people are working yeah. for, for everything, right? It's not going to come for free. So yeah. I used to uh, fund the initiative and also we supported many grassroots athletes also. We have well, seen in uh, very, if, uh, if you go to any local uh, district tournaments, many athletes run with barefoot. So yeah. with the barefoot and no hurdles to practice and all, and we have donated yeah. uh, hurdles, shoes, balls in various government schools. So it's yeah. always like, we never thought like dream about sports is to make money. I never had that vision or how it is going to make money, zero. It's just that yeah. I could not become, I have to make someone. That, that was the yeah. only intention we started. Yes. And we did not think much about the money at all, how I'm going to survive. During that time, I'm doing a job, actually. Yeah. In 2016, I did a job. The challenge, what happened was, uh, in US, when you are doing consulting, in between projects, sometimes your project is over and you're in between yeah. the projects. And that's when the challenge started. When I'm not getting uh, regular income between the projects, I'm on, on, uh, unable to fund the project here. So even some uh, Sanya Mirza's father has insisted that Shrikar, even though what you are doing is great, but you need to have some income coming in. Otherwise, this kind of model doesn't sustain. Yeah. So I, I realized that little later okay. uh, uh, because we have our own expenses too. We have to pay for the employees. We have to pay for the exactly. equipment and everything. Is, it's, a, it, it's a cost. It's not that straightforward. So if you have a job and doing, you can support it. Suddenly, if recession comes and all, this, this is not the right model to do. But still, we did. Till three, four years, we continued uh, doing the interviews and all. Later, we put a pause for some time. We thought, uh, we'll see how we can do that. Later, I started doing the same thing in books and all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, you started um, pivoting to books and then huh. becoming an author, okay? 
Well, that that's that's good. So, I think you know some the break between the jobs, in fact, help you to you know understand your you know what we may call it as higher purpose, but understanding what you want to do or made made you realize what you really want to achieve and do for right. it. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. That thanks for sharing this, uh, Shikhar. So this is where I can add value to people more than the IT field. <laughs> this exactly. is always my passion. I always feel yeah. I can make a difference here. Yeah. No, that is so true. And and to your uh, you know dream about at least you know helping one people. If you can build one Olympian or just one national player with your help, one or the other way, I right. think that's uh, um, a lasting impact on the sports in India. Right. Right. Because. It needs a lot of uh, lot all of all, all, from all, all many people. Like one idea. You, know, you. True. Okay. All you need is one idea to change the direction of your life. So all I'm trying to get is yeah. as much information as possible. You never know where someone is stuck. That that one one advice may change their life. So all all it all it takes is that. So my goal exactly. is to ask all the questions related to them, and do my job honestly and see what best I can do. Great, great. That's good to know, and and I think that's a very you know you know interesting thought process. Well, we may think, you know, there, you know, there is you know, so many things that we need to know, or so many things we need to learn. But maybe that one idea, you know, which can click to us, can just change the direction and you know put put us in the right path. Uh, that that's so true. So j- just curious to you know understand, you know, since with Dream About Sports, you have spoken, you know, to a lot of athletes and you, mm-hmm. like Sanya Meza, uh, uh, many badminton players and, and mm-hmm. some cricketers and, yeah. So, and you also covered some of the Olympian journeys in, in your book. So how did you get access to all of these sports players, at least when you start? Right. Right. So yeah, definitely it, it's any, not any easy, particularly, you know, you start. are it's in It's not US that straightforward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For any startup. When you're starting, it's not that straightforward. So when we came up with the idea that we have to interview these people, then uh, I told Yashwin that uh, let's try going to each academy and uh, trying to connect with parents and athletes, see if they can. Because that time, social media is not that big. So what happened was uh, Yashwin went to Sanya Mirza Academy uh, three, four times to get an appointment with Imran, sir. Mm -hmm. And... uh, he understood uh, what we are trying to do and he was a sports journalist himself before. So he understands the challenges and all and uh, he agreed to do the interview. Once we did the interview with him and uh, the type of questions we asked, he was very impressed. Then he said, if you want an interview with Sanya, I can get it done. So that was like a big icing on the cake. We never expected uh, Sanya Mirza's interview. We just went for the father and told because he's a parent, he has seen in and out. So yeah. we wanted his interview. Once this happened, and Sanya Mirza is a very big icon at the time. True, so true. Once this happened, then everyone, uh, whenever we approach other people, they used to ask, who, who else you have, have you interviewed? Yeah. So once we told that Sanya, we did uh, Imran sir, Sanya Mirza, and others were ready to give in badminton. Yeah. And Sindhu was just, uh, so, I think, 17 or 18 at that time. Yeah. Satvik was 14. Now he's a, uh, he's a one of the best. <laughs> uh, Lakshasen was like 13, 14. We still yeah. have those interviews. Huh? Uh, Nikhil Zarin was 13, 14. Now he's wow. actually the world champion. So we interviewed many people. Wow. And uh, once I recently I met Satvik and we were discussing something like, he says, Anna, I still remember that interview Yashvin Anna did. And... Uh, 
he asked me a question what do you want to become when you grow up and i told uh, i want to play olympics and uh, i did it i i still wow. watched the video <laughs> okay wow so that was wonderful That's... then again in us uh, there was a, in houston there was atp 250 point tournament so mm-hmm. when when brian uh, the father of brian brothers world number 1 tennis player double tennis player he is mm-hmm. a presenter in that uh, uh, in the tournament so i tried to reach him uh, i told him uh, sir i need your interview i have read your book it's very inspiring i am coming from this he said okay we'll do it tomorrow then again i went from office in between took some permission and went to the stadium bought a ticket again i went he, wow. he said uh, i'm actually quite busy i can't do it can we do some other time then again i went back to office next day i came bought the ticket for the stadium again i approached wow. him then he thought this guy is a mad guy he this like <laughs> he's not going to leave me so he yeah. asked what what exactly you want then i said so these are the questions i have i have 10 questions if please have a look at it uh, i'll not take more than 10 minutes but your interview mm-hmm. is very useful for many people i said then he saw the questionnaire and said no 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 i can't do all this i have to rush okay it's up to you how much you want to tell you tell then once we yeah. started the conversation he enjoyed the process then he went for a more i think he went for over 20 minutes then after that next day i went to watch the tournament he saw me he took me aside he took me to brand brothers he made me meet them uh, he was telling a lot of stories yeah. and he was start uh, talking about the indian tennis and all it's it's all just like it's relentless uh, effort even though i am a very introvert and uh, it's very difficult for me to do ask someone but for this i th- sure. it's the only purpose was driving me i thought no matter what how many rejections i face i'll give it a shot yeah. until he says no then it's okay till that time i'll give it a shot yeah. when he is still doubtful i'll do it tomorrow he's busy i understand so that's how yeah. wayne brian happened when wayne brian's happened is a one father of world number one doubles players yeah. uh, and uh, suddenly in india uh, a big thing happened like everyone were like wow you, you guys are doing in us as well Mm-hmm. so that's how it started the journey has started but we still remember the roots how challenging it yeah. was but we thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the process wow so it, it's a pure passion and purpose uh, right. that has given you all the access and right. and the relentless effort oh, wow that that is so that is so dope i i wouldn't you know i wouldn't imagine doing anything of that sort because it takes a lot of heart you know to you know go day after day and you know right. in investing money and without even you know being sure that you know to get an interview and it's not that you are even trying to get an interview of an international player right in the sense you are trying to interview the network and then you get access to the player you know th- that is that is great uh, th- thanks for sharing this so since you know building on top of it right you know you have spoken you know spoken to sonia mizas father and and many other coaches who supported great players right and you have spoken to the players themselves the, themselves as well all right uh, okay. beat uh, top badminton players in india or, or uh, olympians okay. so what what are the some of the common patterns that you observed in their journey because i strongly believe every journey has some of this other similar patterns so what are the i just curious to understand what are all the patterns that you observed in the life of a successful players yeah if you talk me number one trait for them all to be successful is uh, passion so they all started playing the sport for fun 
it's just the environment in which they are growing okay so they all started playing gully cricket and all and in school they have that facilities and they just started playing suddenly a coach felt that this kid has talent and i would yeah. like to talk to your mother and tell that why don't you play take this sport seriously it all started yeah. like kids are having fun doing that activity and some kids realize that they are good at it and they told their parents or coaches that i want to be this and some kids are really enjoying the game but they don't know exactly which sport so the coach has identified that so it, yeah. it always comes from the it, it always came from uh, came from the child suppose if i have interviewed 50 people in that 49 people all it was driven by the child it's never the parent that uh, he likes uh, he wanted yeah. to be a player he could not become so he want his son to be a player it's never like that it's just one parent other than that all 49 yeah. was like driven by the child someone identified and uh, told the parent that uh, why don't you try this so they also have no clue they just went step by step luckily one more thing happened was when they all were that passionate and luckily they also found the right coaches at the right time yeah yeah that that also helped them a lot and once you have passion that burning desire determination all all this comes into play right so that is the key for discipline desire and uh, determination passion is the key sometimes parents yeah. say that we try to uh, motivate the child but my child is not interested is not putting effort focus if if you are thinking about all this it's because the child is still not loving the game you yeah. need to see why he is not loving the game or in what area is good at so yeah. without this thing all the other traits will fall back yeah. so and again uh, when i was researching some international players they all did the, they are all multi sport athletes they all played yeah. various sports they never started like they want to become a cricketer at 4 or 5 they yeah. all played whatever sport is famous in that area like soccer cricket whatever badminton they all played different sports and later they they only figure out at 13 14 that okay i am good at this sport i think i can pursue my career in this so when they decided that to take one sport as a career at that point all the sports which they played has helped them technically tactically in that one sport later sure. so they are more strong player yeah so that is one yeah. more trait they all played multiple sports they all love playing that's the only thing they they had that was the, during those days gotcha. so that's the main trait actually gotcha so it is passion of the child yeah. you know and obviously the technicalities and skill of the child and identifying the early talent is the key here right because you know if the same child is you know in some all different place or rural part of the you know uh, india or something you know they may not have you know gotten there right so for the coaches who identified the early talent or some other who identified the early talent and then parents supporting them and if they're in the right network i think they become, you know they grow the right way and obviously and it's all once once they are in the path it's all up to the child or the sports person on however they want to take it if they want to be disciplined and you know dedicated and determined to win it right. so i mean it's it's a different path and then if not you know that, that's up to them but i think identifying early talent has, has been the key here right. uh, at the end of the day at the end of the day uh, the parents role or the coach role or the school role is mm-hmm. the same Yeah. the parent role is to expose the child in different things yeah whether it could be sports it could be academics it could be art and craft expose them to different things and see where yeah. the interest is yeah and when we do that they spend more time on it 
and they and they become good at it you don't need to yeah. tell get ready the time it's 4 o'clock you have to get ready for the soccer practice and all your role is to just do that expose yeah. them to many things and see where is more inclined towards once you do yeah. that your job will be so simple as a parent so it's that a school true. responsibility also even school you have to provide the children with various activities now i see in india many schools just they are constructed in a building they don't even yeah. have any extra curricular yeah so what happens if the child is not good in academics then he feels useless his self esteem yep. will be so low he might be good at something else but you are not giving him the opportunity to do that right so the schools yep. have a role to play the parent has a role to play the parent has to take the school doesn't have the proper chances parent has to invest some time and in the evening they have to take to other classes yeah and see at the end of the day it's just that you need to find what the right uh, uh, interest of the child and support him in that 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 is so true and that that's a very interesting observation and i think which is very valuable because the point that in terms of exposing the child to various you know categories or domains right you know be it sports academics or arts right. i think that is the key that is the really the master class you know after raising a kid right you know once you expose mm-hmm. them and you know let them determine what they want to go after right. and see what they are you know excited about and you know what they love right. to do and once we right. once that is understood and that's a you know kid will obviously be excited and you know very enthusiastic to do those things you know day in and day out right so right. but that is something as you were saying <laughs> that is something that you know that is not going to happen to you know many players because as nowadays many schools are you know in just one building and no you know sports facilities or you know that's everything is you know very uh, distant talk right so in and in particular i think that is one of the reasons so and okay, let me ask you this question right so india has a population of like what 140 crores and most of them are like 65 or 50 above 50% of them are you know under the age of 25 right. so and uh, yet we don't have many olympians and we even in cricket we still continue to struggle to produce the great talent in all the domains and we only you know <laughs> care about one or two sports so what do you think can be done to change the scenario so actually right now a lot of uh, many good things are happening in india uh, like because, because of the various sports leagues which have come up like badminton league cricket league tennis league has come up soccer yeah. league has come up now parents are increasingly interested in raising their children in sports like they are thinking sport as a career op- option compared to the 80s and 90s so that is a big change actually yeah. now if you see many people uh, if you go to any tennis academy now or any other academy there are many people who are they are very serious huh? they always they all wanted yeah. to they are not playing for fitness they have, many of them want yeah. to become a pro in that so again nice. kelo india sports is a very good initiative by the government where uh, they conduct uh, school games and university games at different levels and if someone is in the top 30 or top 20 i think they give 5 to 6 lakhs per year to support them yeah. for the traveling and all that expenses and even the some csr activities are going on really well csr also funding the athletes for an athlete after 15 16 it's all about traveling to different countries to play the tournament to improve their ranking so yeah. financials are the such a big problem right now csr is doing it but i feel more companies should uh, support sports people for raising an olympian 
for that thing. So because there are many issues in India, so some CSRs donate that money to some other cause. I think if more companies can donate towards sports, it will be very easy. And uh, the other thing, what I feel is coaching education is uh, something I feel uh, uh, a lot needs to be done in that. Because yeah. at a grassroots level, anyone can be a coach. If yeah. you have a small place, you can just open an academy without any certification. Yeah. Right. So that is a big challenge. What I have seen right now, coaching education has to be done at every level. So what happens is when a child joins an academy at eight, and if he goes under a certain coach and he is there with the coach for next four years, yeah. And suddenly, if he goes to a like after twelve, if the coach capability is only till twelve. Then he, now he goes to a different coach at thirteen. That again, that thirteen, what the second coach will say? Who taught you this technique? It's all yeah. wrong. Yeah. Again, again, he the, he has played like maybe hundred thousand balls till now. Now again, yeah. you have to change the whole technique. Yeah. Right. This thing is happening. I think coaching education has to be mandatory, made mandatory, yeah. and they have to keep keep on regularly attending the seminars and conferences to update their knowledge. Just like yeah. doctors. After completing their degree and after yeah. doing their practice, still they attend the conferences across and see, understand yeah. what is the best way to do this operation. You can't True. do the same surgery which you did four years back. The things yeah. change, right? So you have to update yeah. yourself. That is one big thing that has to happen. And the other True. thing is parent education has to happen because True. no one has traveled this path. If you want to go to US. Okay, you can go to any visa consultancy, and they can guide you which way to go. Okay, if you want to put your child in a good school, okay, even your next door neighbor can tell you what are the best schools in Hyderabad and uh, where to put your child. But if you want to raise a player, yeah. whom do you go and ask? Where is that kind of information, right? So parent education has yeah. to be done very very important. Like this is this is a long journey. Yeah. It's going to take time. You will face challenges in under twelve. These are the type of challenges you face. At under fourteen, you face these kind of challenges. At sixteen, you face these kind of challenges. What kind of mindset you should have when you are raising a child, and how much money you have to save? What kind of emotional support you have to give to a child, and what should be your yeah. role in raising a champion? All this, we, yeah. we don't have all this, and every player yeah. is trying to produce a champion now by seeing <laughs> all the good things happening around. But without but, understanding this, if the child doesn't get a result in one tournament, and yeah. you are like uh, scolding him, taking out of the academy, and going to some other academy, all these things are happening. Yeah. So knowledge is very important. Parenting knowledge, uh, coaching education has to be done mandatory, and yeah. government is doing some good initiatives, and some infrastructure has to be developed. Of course, definitely that True. is a thing. We are doing it yeah. slowly. Things are falling in place. I think 2030 they felt by 2030 they want to win more medals and they're moving the right direction and even some organizations also are there like Olympic Gold Fest uh, and uh, Go Sports where uh, they support the top athletes with nutrition psychologists and everything and, like they give some motivational classes and all many things many people are doing in their own ways yeah. from my side I'm trying to educate the parents yeah. with my books and all this is how the journey is going to be these are the mistakes some of the parents yeah. have done. This is the right way to do. So I'm trying to educate the parent from my side. Others are doing in other spaces. So it's all we are all coming together, and we are trying to build a chance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That 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 is great. Uh, and I I completely you know agree with all of the reasons that you were saying right because even when we were trying to build minor sports, 
you know, when we were, we were, we were trying to talk to the coaches and, you know, some of the coaches barely played one or two day leagues. If you take cricket, right, mm-hmm. they barely played one or one or two day leagues and now they are the coaches. So imagine, mm-hmm. you know, one of the international like cricketers going under the coach, right? right. When they were kids. Uh, so yeah. we would have never seen that player in, you know, international arena. So I yeah. think quality of coaching is the single most important thing, which yeah. is being very ignored. And it's really hard to change that scenario. But I think until, you know, we change it, I situation is not going to improve much. But the other aspect that you were saying, right, parent education, I think that is the second most important thing. Because even though if we identified like 100 right. players, so only 10 players make it to the top because at least 90% we lose them right. because of lack of the proper knowledge from the parent. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you mentioned right. that and you were uh, doing something in this space that's, that's very valuable. And I think government initiatives are going in the right direction. But in my opinion, yeah. they are not happening <clears throat> you know, fast enough for us to, you know, even right. get to a medal in 2030, right? It's not like a five-year, 10-year, you know, work. It's It has happened so fast uh, for us to be able to, you know, reach that goal, uh, in my opinion. But at least, you know, things are moving in the right direction, which I'm, which I'm very, uh, you know, happy about, right? And, and I want to take a step back and, you know, build on our, you know, previous conversation in terms of identifying the child's passion, right? When we expose them to, you know, mm-hmm. various sports or, you know, various categories like education, sports and arts. So how, how, how can a parent identify this is something that, you know, kid really would like to do because when they're kids, you know, some things might excite them for, you know, maybe for a few days and then they move on to different things, right? And they might be good at it, but, you know, how can a parent know that he will become an expert at it or he will be really good at it to 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 let them, you know, take the chance on their kids, right? So what should be the mindset of a parent here? No, no, it's all about uh, when you are trying to uh, figure out what the child is passionate about. The first thing what mm-hmm. you have to do is like, uh, you need to understand the child personality. Okay, let's. Like, uh, like, let's come to sports. Okay, let's take an example of sports. Whether if the child is an introvert or an extrovert. Okay, so you need to understand whether the child sits well in a team sport or an individual sport. Then you have to understand whether the child has any kind of fears, like fear of water or fear of falling. If he has the fear of water, swimming is the not not the right sport to start with. Okay, if your fear of falling, soccer, gymnastics, these things are the not the right thing to start with. Okay. Yeah. Then you need to understand whether the child likes to be more of indoors or outdoor outdoor person, mm. right? So then you need to understand if the child likes to move uh, actively, move, play something which movement, which are more movement related games, or you want to sit and play board kind board games like caroms or chess kind of, thing, mm. right? And if you need to understand whether the child is a morning person or an evening person, with some of these things. With some of these inputs, yeah. we, we can enroll the child uh, based on the previous experience, whatever he had. If you have never played a sport, then you have to do certain things. Like you have to learn the fundamental movement skills. And when we are doing that, we can figure out uh, which activity we will enjoy more. Basically, what I'm doing right now in yeah. India is for three to eight year old children, I have developed a curriculum called Sports Readiness Program. So yeah. we tie up with schools, we tie up with schools and I have created a syllabus for it. Uh, so in that syllabus we have 100 plus activities so we do it with children those activities and coaches can make it out this child is liking this kind of games 
and in second grade we suggest the parent now your child is enjoying this kind of activity you enroll them in badminton you will have more fun in that so these kind of activities for us in sports i can tell by seeing i can try different games and tell which sport he can go into gotcha so that that is something we do but again uh, it's very important uh, if the child is not liking any particular activity you need to understand it could be based on these three reasons one it could be it is not suiting his personality is one the second thing is the activity might not be age appropriate like if you buy a toy box you see 6 plus or 8 plus on the toy boxes right so there is a reason why they have mentioned that because children in that different each age group can do certain things and they behave in a certain way so if your child is 5 year old you need to understand what he can do what are the right activities at 5 you have to understand as a parent most of the sports are start most of the sports you can uh, start you can start playing at the age of 8 8 is the right age to start playing sports other than swimming gymnastics and skating those things are early specialized you can start like 3 or 4 also mm-hmm. but any racket ball games everything starts at 8 so what do you do before the first then what do you do in the first 8 years then? so in the first 8 years we the kind of program which we are working this is what we teach them we teach them different skills like catching throwing kicking running jumping hopping all the basic movement skills we teach them mm-hmm. and based on how they are doing in that in second by the time the child comes to second grade he is 8 year old so we can tell the parent what needs to be done and again when you are designing the program we have to keep in mind where from which environment the child is coming is coming from gadgets and all this beautiful world outside and what he can do we have to take all the parameters into consideration and design the program this day these days it's quite challenging to develop a passion in a child until unless the coach understands all this and builds a program whether it could be any teacher also sure. if teacher also yeah. want to make it exciting uh, any activity in the class you need to understand where the child is coming from what kind of things he watches at home so how do you how can you uh, use that information and uh, do something in your class so that he listens to that yeah wow so that's 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 just a lot of information to process and and i think which is very key and this is the first time that i'm hearing something like this uh, uh by the way uh, thanks for all the great research on this so what you're essentially saying is we need to personalize the experience for each child and while personalizing the right. experience Every child is different. we need to understand their skill set in various ways exactly yeah and and now i think that is something that hasn't been that hasn't happened in any uh, domain particularly in india at least based on my knowledge right because it's mostly one or you know uh, two categories right okay you just go to tuition and just go to school and and that's about it or you can have like one hour play period and if you want to play just play if not that's it right but what we are saying is so now the parent has to be super conscious conscious about raising a child in terms of assessing what they would like to do because i think parents has to pay real attention to the kids and understand so they have to be like fully into the kids development right? Right, right right yeah if that if that is not the case then it's really it it, it, it will only happen if someone you know identifies and you know, maybe if the kid is really good but if not we are not you know naturally developing the you know kids so we so again coming back to the point so it's 
identifying the interests of the child, you know, identifying the personality traits and see what kids likes and what they don't like in, in, in the particular part of the stage. And yeah, that's very important. And, and I and really they, like the point you mentioned about. Hmm? Go ahead. And, and again, uh, finding the right coach in whichever activity you're putting them is super duper yeah. important. Super yeah. duper important. Like even if you are taking your child to an art class, yeah. You need to do a proper research based on how your child is and you have yeah. to tell his traits to the coach. My child is this kind of a kid. If you tell this way, you can get the best out of it. Gotcha. Okay. So what happens is uh, like when you are buying a car, you ask your friends, neighbors and do all the kind of research on Google and all. Yeah. Right? When, you buy, yeah. when you are buying a land, you do the same kind of research. You are not going to buy, go and just buy like that. Yeah. But when it comes to your child activity which can be a game changer, actually. Okay. Yeah. You can't take it just because your neighbor's son is going next door to some skating yeah. or swimming. You can't just take like that. Yeah. It is that you need to understand his personality and you need to understand uh, uh, the coach who is teaching him and what's his philosophy, the coaching philosophy, and uh, what is his goal? Why has he become yeah. a coach? It's something you need to understand all that. Or you just visit the academy, take one uh, trial class or check with the parents in the academy, uh, how is the coach. You can just sit and watch how, how the kids are having fun and all. You need to do some background research before going. Because yeah. if the child says that I don't like a program, if he says that, it could be because of these three reasons. It could be the coach. Yeah. It could be his personality. You put in a wrong program based on his personality and it could be it's not age appropriate for him. Many parents gotcha. think that uh, uh, my child is watching too much gadgets. Uh, so to make him play uh, physically, to keep him physically active, they think sport is the thing. Yeah. But And they directly put in a sport without any understanding which sport to put. Or they just put in a sport. Yeah. So it could be any of the three reasons if the child is not liking any activity. So as a parent, yeah. you have to introspect. Is it because of the coach? Is it because of the personality? Or if the activity which I have enrolled is age appropriate or not? So you'll figure out your answer. You'll figure out your yeah. answer. It could be any activity. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is very valuable information. So, and, and another curious question, uh, Shrikar. So, so how can parents learn more about this thing? Right? Because this is the information that I'm hearing for the first time. And I'm sure many, it will be the case for many people. So how can, you know, parents learn more about, you know, this sort of information and how can they start, you know, how, how can they know which information or which data to collect, right? So what are the observations they need to make from the parent, you know, sorry, from the kid, you know, and what are the things that they need to expose when it comes to a sport or, you know, and how do they, how can this is the coaching academies. So how can, how can they understand all of this process and, and learn more about it? So basically, my second book, which I have written, Child to Champion, yeah. it's a more of a step-by-step process. Gotcha. At five, what you have to do with your child. Okay. At eight, what yeah. you have to do with your child. At yeah. five, how, what your child can do and what his personality is. Okay. Yeah. What kind of activities we have, what options we have, okay, types of sports and your role in that journey, importance yeah. of playing multiple sports, how to find yeah. the right coach. Everything yeah. it, it's related to sport, but you can relate. The, you can take this and you can apply anywhere. You can take this and you can apply in anywhere. Yeah, it's a step by step process with lot of examples of various athletes. 
it's a gold mine like i'm telling you you spent it's like so much research in that into the book i simplified it and uh, made it so easy so child to champion is the book you can get it on amazon yep and uh, definitely that will help you a lot gotcha yeah uh, i have to be honest here i have you know i know about that book but i haven't read it uh, i think <laughs> that is something that i'm going to read it soon and then i can totally uh, i mean based on your conversation i can see why that is a must read book for any parent right because if if we are going with this mindset not just about sports even for arts this is the process right. understand the traits of the kid right. and then start you know tailoring their coaching or you know uh, you know tuitions or whatever it is as per kids interest and you know personality so right. so every child will become a champion if that is yes. uh, if that is the case it's just about the parenting is not being done by right due to the lack of resources here mm-hmm. sure. hey, recently in my trip to us and uh, i've been to few places and some people invited me for dinners and lunches so i've been there and they were so proud they're uh, hosting an author so during my conversation and all they used to tell their challenges my five, my child is 5 year old which options can i where do i put is this kind of a kid i can yeah. suggest her and all that and i have suggested some parents based on yeah. uh, i have uh, based on that i suggested some parents now they send me videos of their kids enjoying so much doing that activity we never thought he will enjoy this and all yeah. it's a, it's amazing that i can make i, I made a some impact on them you never sure. know he may he may take that as a profession also later exactly uh, exactly so it it will definitely go a long way because as you were saying right this one thought that we right. need can change our direction True. so which is which is uh, very uh, very important cool yeah and and i totally recommend that book to you know every parent uh, no matter you know what the age of the kid or what the kid wants to become or what you want them to become right so just i think that's uh, just the right way to do the parent thing right so and 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 in terms of the other uh, things that parents need to do uh, right shikar so identifying the right coach and making sure the you know kid is enjoying the sport or in you know, understanding whatever you do or whatever the decision you made is right for the kid so what are the other other aspects that they need to consider you know when they want to build a champion out of a child so i know the question might be vague but just just curious to understand what what are the other considerations that they need to keep in mind because you know let's say i want you know a, a kid to become you know a cricketer for example right. and you know in india like we have what <laughs> uh, millions of people you know who wants to become an aspiring cricketers right, right. so how can how can um, if i if i'm a parent i'm obviously too nervous about it because i don't know the future of the kid because there is so much competition so i think this is one of the biggest reason for for parents in india not to send kids to the sporting you know wide side right because indian kids are super into sports naturally because of so much network we have and so much you know uh, fun that we get while playing but that doesn't translate to uh, you know in a good in, go- in a good way in in the in the future right so when when we are growing up that's because of the you know lack of opportunities and lack of competition so not so that's highly very uh, lack of opportunities lack of resources infrastructure and and you know very high competition 
Right. So what are the other things that parents should keep in mind uh, while taking, you know, while making all these decisions? Yeah. First thing is, uh, like as I said, uh, provide as many opportunities as possible, trying various things and figure out where they're passionate about. Yeah. Once you understand that, try to see if, if, you've under, if you understood that your uh, child is passionate about cricket and he wants to pursue cricket as a career, right? So in that, once you are identified that, now you need to see who is the right coach for him, for his personality, because different coaches have different coaching styles. So you need to understand who is the right yeah. coach for him. Then after that, you need to understand the journey of a player. So you have to read mm. a lot of resources. There are many books out there, right? Or in, yeah. in TV also, there are a lot of legend stories coming up in between the matches and all. Yeah. So you have to do your homework. It, you have to do parenting for parent. It's all about research and homework. Like mm. uh, once you understand all about different journeys, then yeah. you know, okay, you keep things in perspective when things are not going your way. Like there will be some kids where they might have win the under 14 state championship. Okay. And in under 16, they may not get any result. Mm. Okay. Now we are, he's a champion in state in 14 and suddenly in 16, there's nothing. So what do you do? I think uh, it's a waste of time now. Now let's stop uh, that sport and plus focus on studies, right? (laughs) Some children will never get uh, results in 12, 14, 16, but they're still working hard. They're very passionate. Coach is saying that uh, this guy has the potential. It's just a matter of time. His body is still not fully grown or mentally Mm -hmm. a little weak, but technically is very sound. Once those things fall into place Mm -hmm. and suddenly they produce the results. If you take the example of Sharat Kamal, he started mm-hmm. table tennis at five till 20. Yeah. He did not win any major title and mm-hmm. he 15 years. It took. Okay. Then he always used to ask his father, who was a coach, uh, what's going, what's wrong with me. I'm doing everything in my, uh, cap- capability and still I'm not getting a result. His father mm-hmm. said, just keep working hard till get someday. And from suddenly from 21 to 30 years, he won nine national men, a senior yeah. nationals. Yeah. And many people win sometimes in different stages. It's all about at every point you have to see as a parent whether yeah. the child is honest, is committed, and is doing his duty sincerely. That's yeah. the only thing you have to monitor and make sure his academics is balanced. Yeah. Try to work with the school and uh, see that, uh, take that permission and uh, tell that the child is trying to achieve something in a different field. And whenever he comes, make sure that uh, other kids treat him well and uh, give that respect, whatever it is, because he's coming out of the school. Yeah. He, he may sometimes, he may not come regular yeah. to the school, right? And academics, many parents have to balance. Many yeah. parents, what they're doing right now is like, because they could not become a player, they want to make their child a player. Yeah. So in that process, what they're doing is like at three or four, they're starting their player's journey. They have decided yeah. that they want to make them a cricket at three or four. They start that yeah. and every day they make them practice two hours, three hours every day. By doing that way, uh, isolating for the child from the social life and also they're doing homeschooling, not sending the child to the school. Mm. So this education is missed. Child social life is missed. You're only focusing on sport and by using the same muscles again and again, a lot of injuries are happening. Yeah. You see the research by age 13, 70% of the kids drop out from the sport. Yeah. It is because of injuries and burnout. Wow. That, that's not the way to do it. So that True. is the reason why you need to understand the research, read about different stories, 
understand different journeys because every journey is going not going to be the same generally what we parents do is like uh, suppose yeah. if someone is doing uh, good you say he also he also joined the academy at the same time as you but he is getting the result why are you not getting you start comparing with others yeah. then your your yeah. self the child self esteem will be very low even True. in the same family even the two kids are raised by the same parents yeah right? that the two are miles apart yeah right? it's not the same right even yeah. in the classroom teacher teaches 30 kids the same topic but different kids process differently only one or two people top the class and others don't the yeah. same in sport it's based on yeah. the learning capacity based on the physicality results take time you need to understand all this then True. you know whether you are doing right or not and also yeah. you need to understand only thing as a parent you have to check is is he disciplined enough is he yeah. sleeping on time is he doing his nutrition well is he studying well yeah. these things you take care remaining yeah. things the coach will take care yeah okay that that's how you have to do so read books read stories listen to different stories then that gives you a lot of perspective and you make many better choices true true so yeah it's you know this is very very you know important information i think every parent needs to understand uh, thanks again for sharing this trigger so and i can i can see the you know time and effort that you put into in understanding this in the right way uh, thank thanks again for sharing this so here the role for the parent is you know it's relentless research and homework so it it just doesn't end you know with with your marriage or with your job or you know at in the school so the research and the homework that you need to do to raise a kid you know it 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 just has to happen and it just keep you know it just needs to you know continue to happen right because right. you are essentially you are collecting every data point you know if you want to build you know some sort of a model for the you know child to become a champion right so that's uh, has to be very personalizable in the sense that you need to understand every data point and you need to understand the coaches you know all the factors that comes into the play right. and then and the other part which is very challenge which will be very challenging is not to expect you know any major results from the kid right as right. long as you give them whatever the resources you know they need and as right. long as they are doing you know whatever they like to do i think right. we just you know we should just let them do the things all we right. all parents can do is provide the right environment and making sure right. that self self esteem doesn't you know go down in any case because with with all the pressure in terms of academics school and you know uh, you know community based pressure it's it's not easy for kids to you know do what they you know uh, what they like to do right so i think all these factors should come into play and then parents are the ones who should monitor this cautiously and and then believe in you know kids and this right. let them go through the process they may not right, be the right. cha- you know champion today tomorrow or they may never be the champion but they'll right. live a very happy life and then they'll i'm sure they will have a la- it will have a right. lasting impact on, on their kid and in fact i think now if you think about it that's right. a very the very right way to raise the kid right just making sure they enjoy it mm-hmm. and that's the best thing you can do you cannot expect the kid to become you know a president or olympian or uh, Uh, right, right, right yeah just give them what they need and and let them go through the process wow okay this in you know, all these you know 
started making you know sense a lot and i think this is this is the conversation that i needed maybe you know where you were talking about you know one idea i think this started making sense a lot to me um wow that's interesting cool so i know um we spoke a lot you know a little more on this topic and we also you know i think running out of time so just you know want to uh, take a step back and and want to understand you know uh, your journey little uh, better now so i know you met rafael nadal six times right is that is that right and just just want to understand like what was your um, no, whole experience with I, it and i met federer a lot sorry federer roger federer sorry uh, i don't know rafa yeah, i just i'm a huge fan uh, of federer sorry, sorry. got it so you you uh, yeah i have you know roger federer in mind but i'm you know somehow getting rafael nadal name out uh, i think i was reading uh, his post lately about still about you know roger federer retirement you know and all i think i just have those in mind uh, but yeah sorry about that cool so what was your you know experience meeting federer and then you know what is something that you took away from it yeah it's like uh, i'm a huge fan of sports as i said in 90s i used to i still remember uh, watching us open at 4 o'clock 5 o'clock in the morning night sessions in us yeah. so in india i used to watch at 4 or 5 and at night i used to watch wimbledon until mm-hmm. i went to the hostels and all i'm a huge uh, tennis fan and a pete pete sampras fan during that time mm-hmm. so when i came to us uh, during those days i could not afford to buy a racket in india to play tennis it's quite expensive sport so once i came True. to us i thought now let me fulfill all my dreams okay let me buy the unex t-shirt let me buy the nike t-shirt let me get the tennis racket <laughs> what better place yeah. and all that i'm doing in that process i thought let me yeah. visit the us open and watch the match okay so i went to 2008 semi final yeah. us open uh, and it was the match between mm-hmm. uh, federer versus uh, djokovic semi final so wow. i was in the very like 30000 full packed house and i was sitting at the top row and i was watching the match and after the match i went down and i was going around the stadium to see on tv i used to watch this so where is that i was like looking around the stadium and having fun around it then i suddenly saw some people having an autograph of uh, roger federer on that uh, on the caps mm-hmm. i asked is this who did it then he said it's roger federer how come you met him it's, it's too high how can you go even reach there i asked yeah so we we got it they were they said like okay maybe next year i'll try okay so next year i went to cincinnati open in 2010 mm-hmm. i went to the finals and federer and mardi fish were playing so in that finals also i watched federer won the match and was very happy and again i saw many people having uh, autograph caps again i asked them how did you reach him then they said uh, during the practice during the practice and all so i could not get his autograph so mm. there was there is one shop there and i bought a 400 dollar uh, autograph federer frame so <laughs> wow. i wanted to buy something and i i took it home then i thought this is not the way uh-huh. i want to meet the player directly going to finals it's not going to happen it should be you have to go 3 4 days before so maybe in the practice session we can try to catch him so the next so from 2010 to 2015 every year that one week i used to go to cincinnati yeah. open from houston i used to fly and there are three four other friends and we used to that's like a celebration for us so we we go we used to go there we used to buy the season pass and go yeah. so in 2011 i guess 2011 i guess so federer practiced and uh, 
it was like our and we are like whether he'll give autograph or not there are like around 250 people around the tennis court and they are waiting for yeah. the autograph and suddenly they started pushing and all then someone said don't worry uh, he he generally gives autograph for, for everyone and goes don't worry don't push yeah and that is the first time uh, i got my hand uh, out of the fence and got an autograph on the cap and it was like a dream come true and the most interesting part about federer is whenever he is signing an autograph he generally wears a cap and whenever he is signing he doesn't look what he is signing but he is looking the face of the person who is he signing uh, and he wow. has a terrific he has a terrific memory huh? who is a real fan uh, who is what he knows that mm-hmm. so like almost, i i i right now i might have around 25 autographs of federer on different teams So I started like uh, one day I gave caps, the second day again because I have a season pass. Next day I used to go, I used to do something else and all that. He kind of recognized me. So once what happened, uh, once one uh, once he's done with his practice, I know from where he goes out. So instead of watching the practice, I was standing outside the stadium to just stop him outside. I want a picture with him. So suddenly once he came out, they locked the doors. No, so the no crowd can't come outside. and he came out and i was the only one there oh nice <laughs> and i asked uh, i called uh, roger and uh, suddenly turned and he was surprised to see someone here and i said uh, i'm a huge fan of you can i have a picture with you he, he understood that i'm very nervous so okay uh, he made me calm where are you from uh, i said i flew from houston seriously you came uh-huh. from all the way long from houston to watch this <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a huge fan and can i have a picture then he, he took a picture Then again, twenty thirteen, he came, and uh, I went for the draw ceremony, and he was playing a practice. I it was just a guess. I thought today Federer will be in the court because the crowd generally don't come on the draw ceremony. Hardly anyone yeah. comes. Yeah. So I thought, no, definitely he skipped Montreal. Uh, that means he'll come little early to Cincinnati, and even his August eighth is his birthday, so he doesn't yeah. travel on August eighth. So definitely we have to be on August six. So it's all lot of planning, yeah. Huh? Wow. So we we, we guess wow. it, and some friends. How can you say that? I even I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay, sometimes you have to trust and go, and we went, and uh, Federer and uh, Kevin Anderson were playing, and we saw hardly three people were there. We are seeing, that. and suddenly Federer turned the other side and like, uh, and he saw me. I'm like, oh my God! I was like. Uh, I was like so scared. Is it the right time? And I saw his face. He was a little angry. Looks like he's losing that set. Yeah. Okay. And he's little annoyed with his game. Hmm. Then I thought, no, no, no. I'm not going to ask him anything now because he's upset. So sometimes yeah. you need to understand the pay, uh, player's True. emotion. It's their job. They're True. doing their job. You can't disturb them. Yeah. So then I just said, no, no, no. I'm not going to stand here. I'll just wait at the gate uh, where he boards his car. And if he's in a mood, I'll take. Otherwise, no. I just yeah. stand there. So I, yeah. I was just waiting there. After one hour, uh, he took shower and uh, he was coming out. And suddenly, security guards were like all they were trying to block everyone. No one should come there. And Federer saw me from inside the room when he's coming out. He directly yeah. came to me and gave wow. me a high five. And all the security guard was stunned. <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> who, who is this guy? And he said, uh, "Nice to see you again. Uh, how was your flight?" I was stunned. Yeah. You meet yeah. him once a year, and he remembers I come from other other place, and he's yeah. asking me how was my flight and all. And uh, I said uh, I bought a season pass, 
I'm going to stay here for the whole week to support you. And he says, hopefully I'm there till the final. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're going to win it. Huh? Well, man, it was a great conversation and I can have a picture show, he said. And all. he did that. And after the final, again, I met him. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, we did it. He says, we did it. He remembers all that. That's, that's stunning. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's stunning. And uh, yeah, it's a terrific experience and such a humble guy. Once I met him around, uh, he met night one o'clock. Right. Like one, he finished his match at 11 and I waited till one uh, so that he goes when I, and he came out and still there were 50 people outside. Wow. And he can easily, he could have easily said, no, not at this time. I'm tired. Yeah. Okay. Again, he said that he gives a kid to uh, the other person to go and sit in the car, I'll come in. So what I understood this guy is, he always thinks 10 minutes, if I can spend 10 minutes, I can add uh, like I can give happiness to the hundred people who are standing there. I think he he has that yeah. nature. Like I can make them hundred people happy in these ten minutes. It's okay. What I do, I just yeah. go and sleep. Instead of that, if I can sign an autograph, yeah. I'll make their day. I'll make a memory in their life. Yeah. I think he thinks in that thought process. He's never arrogant. Uh, I just love the way he is. And uh, if you're like, if you're liking someone, means that means you already have that kind of traits. That's why you're liking. Sure. It, it's yeah. True. Actually, if you're you like only people who are you can relate to yourself, right? True. True. So those things really connected with me, and uh, it's an unbelievable experience. First time when I met, I thought my life is complete. Now I can die. I can just walk on the road and die. <laughs> that was the feeling when I was the first time. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Amazing journey. Wow. Oh my God. And 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 kudos to your you know relentless uh, effort, right? You know you were waiting you know at, till one o'clock right. after the match is complete. Uh-huh. And, and until, you know, like two hours, you know, standing at the gate. And, and right. if it is first time, you know, it's understandable that you really like him and all. But if you are repeatedly right. doing it, you know, that says a lot, you know, about right. you. And and it's really good to know such a, you know, humble, you know, humbling, you know, human being, right? Because right. you are you are the number one in the sport and then you still uh-huh. take time and never uh-huh. being arrogant and... Supporting or you know making I know others lives better or like you know just finding time for you know all of your fans even after you know incredible yeah. you know <laughs> what do you call the right. matches that needs a lot of mental pressure right so I think right. that says a lot about uh, the yeah, Federer yeah. and then I think there is so much for us to learn from it right because. Definitely. No matter, you know, how top we reach, you know, there is no way that we should feel proud or, you know, be arrogant or, you know, just, or, you know, get, you know, be in that pressure and be in that mode, right? So we always have to also care about, you know, other things and other people, you know, if we can. So, yeah, that that's such a, such a great masterclass. Um, and thanks for sharing this experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm super glad that you got all those autographs and all uh, yeah. i'll probably find a way to steal one from you one or the other day <laughs> uh, sure, sure. but uh, cool uh, th- thanks for that so i know so one i want to understand you know you, you know some more things you know uh, i have a couple of ideas in terms of you know uh, how we can help players in india or i just want to curious you know sorry i'm just curious to know your thought process on it 
So because as you as a person that you know you in, lived in US, so you know how, how it goes. In the sense, we have good access to money, or at least may not be super rich, but at least people can donate some sort of money, uh, you know, to sponsor or you know, right. don't mind spending or supporting players. So, what are what do you think are some things that NRS can do to support players in India? Right, right. So, basically, there are many organizations right now. Like uh, as I told, like Olympic Gold Quest is one where they support a lot of athletes in badminton, uh, uh, pistol, rifle shooting, okay, swimming. They they have, they have like weightlifting. They have picked some categories of games where they feel that there's a high chance of winning a medal. Yeah. So so that once they produce a medal, then the go- others also will be motivated yeah. to support them. So instead yeah. of taking some sports where the their heavy load of uh, investment is needed in infrastructure, they not take those kind of sports where we can 100% achieve based on talent and skill. Yeah. So like archery, shooting, these kind of sports, they support a lot. So Olympic Gold Quest does a great job. Uh, Go Sports Foundation does a great job. Lux Sports does a great job. There are a lot of organizations we are doing there. So yeah. you can always connect with them and uh, you can tell that uh, you can see the profile of athletes uh, uh, whom they are supporting. And you can pick like, uh, I want to support these five athletes. Uh, from our initiative, so if mm-hmm. some, you, you can tell, you can feel proud that whenever those five athletes make it a big or win a medal, that I have, we have, we are part of it. Wow! So they already done the, they already take, they already do the initial analysis and all, and take under them. So it's <laughs> just that you need to choose the right athletes, and yeah, that's wow. a better way because that they are that is run by many legends of the sport uh, who know everything. So. So I think it's better you donate to them uh, because uh, if you, yeah, that is one way of doing it. And the other way is like, if you want to support at a grassroots level uh, in any school, basic balls will do. It's not just for uh, to uh, play the sport and reach at the next level. It's just that the sport gives you so many things, right? So that the, so many things it teaches, right? So basically yeah. for them, give an opportunity to explore themselves. So balls, basic nets and all that you can give to government schools. That's one way. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. And, and I didn't know that that organization existed because that's something that uh, I was trying to, you know, either build or uh, find someone who, who builds or who has that sort of network already, because I was, you know, uh, last year, this early this year, I was sponsoring a couple of table tennis players to, Mm. you know, at the state level, but, but you know, I can only do so much. I can only understand them so much, right? From from here, I, even if I play, so I'm not an expert in the field. So, so basically, what they do is they're all very good, actually. Like yeah. uh, the players are already very good. Now, yeah. what we are doing is like we are trying to do it elevating level, them right? too. Yeah. Ah, so from state, if you want to take them to the next level, maybe they get selected into that organization at national level. Yeah. So what Dash does did was like uh, we supported an under ten. And under twelve, these kind of kids we supported. Yeah. That those that age no one supports. True. That age no one supports. Uh, once you reach a certain level, there are many people who support. And there yes. are certain sports it's very difficult to find sponsors because it's quite expensive. Like tennis is a very very expensive. True. And I see many parents asking me, see if we can find a sponsor for supporting mm. a girl. She's already at world number five hundred and all that things they say. Yeah. 
it's quite expensive if someone can uh, do that we have like a couple of terrific people uh, whom we can support and definitely they'll become a champion sure sure based on uh, my yeah, experience sure. interviewing them and by seeing their traits i feel uh, they'll mm-hmm. make it yeah well that that's good to know and and i think we will talk more about it offline yeah. but yeah that that's those these are very good ways to know thanks for sharing this so and i'll end this with one last question um uh, uh shikar uh and and this is something that i you know ask for every uh, guest on the show is that what is that something that you can help us learn in 2 minutes that took very long for you to learn mm i think what i can say is uh protect your why and the why will protect you hmm interesting okay so anything like why you started you start anything why you started so it all revolves around that when you are in the process there will be many setbacks there will be many challenges and sometimes you feel like giving up but but you started with a reason why right why there is some purpose there is some purpose you started it so if you can protect that and there will be many ideas yeah. other friends will be giving are why don't you do this why don't you add this feature and all so they're all good to have always good to have you can always listen yeah but i feel enjoy the process do what you love enjoy the process you never know whether you are on the right track or not you are just yeah. doing it doing it suddenly somewhere all the dots will connect true so for me when i did dash just want to help people that's the only vision i have yeah. i want to help parents with the information required to raise a champion yeah it just started i never thought to make money through das now i started yeah. a schools program it just happened along yeah. and i am writing books for aspiring parents i just started now if i see my background now all this connect true he is an expert in this he has done this he done this i never thought i'll do a school program yeah just happened based on the experiences and stories i'm seeing i i had to start that so always do what you love yeah and uh, understand why you are starting it that's very important I always question that why am i doing this true once you know your why and protect it yeah then it will take care of uh, all other things well yeah that is that is a great insight and i i love the quote as well uh, protect your why and why protects you uh I mean, it, it's deep. Uh, I, I can say that. I, I read and, it somewhere, but <laughs> sure, sure. Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, because it's easy to lose that why along the journey, right? Right, because of so many things, you get lost with the work or uh, pressure yeah. or so many other new ideas. And there are so many shiny things that doesn't add any value, right? So if you are not protecting that why, it's easy to you know um, lose that. i think that's also what happened with mind and sports initiative that we started so mm-hmm. we started with a lot of you know grand vision and why we really authentically started we, we it's, our goal was never to you know i mean make money even if we make money it is to put it back and support players and right. stuff like that but yeah. somewhere along the road you know i think we missed that why and then mm-hmm. it took us in a different direction which eventually let let the whole initiative down um but but yeah th- okay. thanks for hey, sharing that's very helpful yeah, like, uh... cool and i think i i uh, yeah when you are starting something take some time and uh, decide because when you are starting one more thing i realized is don't start anything in a rush take time sure. understand it's going to be a five year affair 
uh, so you understand the process because if you don't take that timeline and all then you keep jumping yeah and again the time is very important if you are investing 5 years in it again the time will not come back exactly right so think before you get into something is this what you love to do is this what yeah. you want to make a difference yeah then let's do it let's do it yeah. and put all put all in we never know from where it, you can it can become so big and true. money can come everything can happen but that we can't predict true yeah i i totally uh, echo with you so i think it's the sometimes you know the easiest is is the path is getting you started immediately because you have that you know level of inspiration or motivation yeah. but that motivation and inspiration doesn't stay are, are not going to stay longer yeah. only the purpose or you know the inherent uh, you know passion drives the you know uh, you know drives us right yeah. so which means that the why is the yeah. key here so i think the important part is making sure you know we take the time and understanding you know collecting all the data points again and understanding you know what or how it's going to be in the next 5 years okay that, that's that's a very uh, good input cool thank thanks for sharing the sticker so i know we are at time so just um, once again uh, thanks a lot for you know firstly for everything that you do right you know it takes a lot of passion you know grit and effort work you know i mean everything it takes a lot to be able to do what you are doing uh, and thanks for being an inspiration um for for many of us and then again uh, thanks for um being on the show with me today it's a, it has it's a great conversation i'm sure it will help many players or many aspiring players and parents um over the time so th- thanks for doing this uh, sticker yeah it's absolute uh, pleasure uh, for me to be here and uh, sharing my experiences and i hope uh, our conversation will uh, Uh, impact many more people reach more people and impact them and i wish you all the best in all the good work yep. you do but doing a terrific job the reason why i agreed sure. for this pod- podcast is that uh, when we started the journey i know the challenges what we faced and uh, as yep. you are just starting the journey i want you to i want to support you with the right content and i want to guide you if, if you need any help from my side and i wish you sure, all uh, the yeah. success in whatever you are doing doing a terrific yeah. job and wish you all the best sure thank thanks a lot and uh, means a lot to me uh, and and we'll we'll talk uh, we'll continue you know collaborating sure. in pangan said i'll definitely take this you know mentorship i really need it i guess so thanks for this yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah thank you for watching the video i hope you really learned something from it if you like what you saw please don't forget to follow and subscribe for more quality and authentic content this is where you get it